and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you're here today. Today is an advice from a CEO episode, and we're going to talk about internal communication. I'm going to give you seven tips on how to improve internal communication. This is so important um, to have this figured out within your company. Uh, most people think about communications of what's going on with customers or public relations, but really to build an employee-centric organization, you have to have your internal communication really dialed. And this is something that's incredibly important to us at Stone Age. So I wanted to share uh, some of the things that we're doing. So here are my seven tips for creating more internal, more effective internal communications. All right, first, you have to always focus on the vision and the values. This is really important for sending the foundation of communication. And if your communication style isn't in alignment with the vision of the company, what you're trying to achieve, and you're talking about that regularly to inspire people. And if you're not communicating in a way that expresses your values, that validates your values, then you're going to be missing the boat. So I always say, say, start with vision and start with values. And how am I going to communicate in a way that is always helping people understand the direction that we're going and how to uh, communicate in a way that's in alignment with our values. So as Stone Age, we have the Own It Mindset, which is a set of uh, values and behaviors that we expect from employees. It's be a great teammate, practice self-leadership, and deliver on the Stone Age Assurance Promise, which is our promise to our customers. And we really focus on how we communicate through the lens of these values. So being a great teammate, how are you showing up and being helpful? Are you creating those open channels of communication? Self-leadership, are you holding yourself accountable to saying what needs to be said, even if it's uh, scary? And how am I communicating about solving customer problems so that we can collaborate as a team better? So I think that's the very important, first important step is to make sure that your communication strategy and your communication content is always in alignment with the vision, where you're going, and values how we show up as employees of the company. That sets the foundation for your internal communication. Second, always set expectations. If people don't know what's expected of them in terms of communicating, they probably are going to fall short. So I just had a, a, an example of this with, uh, with one of my employees, and we were talking about his lack of, of transparency, his lack of keeping people in the loop. And I really appreciated his insight. And he said, look, I'm really motivated and driven by having everything right. I want to have all the answers. I want to have the plan in place before I communicate. And so I just assume if I haven't communicated the plan, people know that I'm still working on it. And I gave him a different perspective of, hey, when you aren't communicating about what's going on, you are leaving it for the person to make assumptions. And because most of us make pretty bad assumptions, negative assumptions in the absence of information, you could be telling that person, mm, like, oh, he doesn't care about communicating with me. He's blowing me off. He doesn't want to give me bad news. He doesn't have his shit together to, you know, communicate with me. And so the advice that I gave him was, it's always better to over-communicate. It's always better to keep people in the loop than it is to keep them guessing about what's going on. And we had a great example come through the next day of an email with somebody with a little bit of a snarky comment about his lack of, um, of response. And it was 
it was him thinking, I don't have a plan yet. I'm not ready to communicate. And this person saying, hey, I'm just going to leave you alone since you're clearly not replying to my emails. And so it was a great example. And I really tried to set the expectation of, hey, as leaders of this company, we're going to over communicate. We're going to keep people in the loop, even if it means saying, hey, I don't have a plan ready yet. And so I can't share uh, an update with you, but I will next week as soon as I have my plan delivered. It's always better to keep people in the loop. So it, that's an example of setting expectations about what communication is like. Um, we keep people in the loop or you know, we, we communicate respectfully. So if you're giving someone tough feedback, which is expected at Stone Age, we do it, we're using the uh, radical candor method that Kim Scott outlines, which is I care enough about you to have this conversation directly and I'm gonna do it in a way that's helpful and kind and compassionate, but still is direct so that there's no, you know, questions about what's being said. And so that's another expectation, right? Radical candor. I care enough to tell you this and I'm going to say it directly, but it's gonna be in a way that's helpful, not condescending or hurtful. Those are expectations that if you set, it helps people understand the guidelines, you know, the, 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 the guardrails of where to communicate and how to communicate. Second, biggest part of communicating is listen. Listen, 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 listen. And so many of us are terrible at listening. We all want to just get our thoughts out about the conversation, the topic, our opinions, you know, responding or reacting to a person. But if you want to have good, solid internal communications, you have to listen. And so a couple of tips that I have for this is sit, listen, look a person in the eye and think of a couple of questions that you want to be able to ask that person to show that you're listening and not thinking about that answer uh, or your response or how you want to, how you want to respond. Um, keep your tongue in the bottom of your mouth. If you keep your tongue in the bottom of your mouth, it's really hard to talk. This is such a good tip. One of uh, my coaches taught me this. When you are finding yourself wanting to interrupt, wanting to speak, keep your tongue in the bottom of your mouth and listen and pay attention to what's not being said and pay attention to body language and nonverbal cues that you're getting. That's really important. And if you're not listening well, you're not going to be paying attention to those other little nuanced things that you can pick up in terms of communication that might tell you um, something that you weren't expecting. It might allow you to get more information um, because you can say, hey, you know, you just, you just, that, that was an interesting look that you just had on your face. Like, what did you mean by that? Like you pause. What did, what did you mean by that? That word that you used, why did you specifically use that word? Shows that you're listening and it draws out better communication. Number four, meet regularly. This is so important. If you do not have uh, weekly tags with each of your direct reports, you are missing out on a great way to communicate. And if you don't have weekly meetings with your team, then you are missing out on a great way to communicate. And this is really important because people want to feel in the know. And when one person knows something and another doesn't, it creates an environment of, I don't know, people feeling like it's not a fair workplace. Actually, I'm just giving a keynote speech on why fairness matters, at least as a topic in the keynote. And, and a big part of that are people feeling like they're in the know. And so being able to communicate what's going on, uh, share information, get feedback, making sure everybody's in the loop in individual one-on-one -on -one meetings and group meetings is really important and you need to be meeting regularly. 
The other thing that I would say needs to regularly happen are company meetings. We do monthly company meetings. This is so important for keeping people in the loop. You can share information. We're an employee-owned company, so we share all financial information. So all employees know exactly where we're at. We uh, recognize departments doing cool things. We we talk about major initiatives. We talk about our strategic plan. We talk about our goals. Um, we talk about customers. It's really fun. It's a really cool uh, aspect. So that's another way to meet regularly is having company, company meetings um, on a regular cadence. Number five, uh, streamline communication channels. <laughs> this is so important because with all the collaboration tools that we have out there, people are like, what do I use for what? When do I use email? When do I use text message? When do I use instant message? And do I use instant message in Teams? <laughs> or do I use uh, a different internal instant messaging? Uh, how do I communicate in our project management system? All that really matters. And so don't have too many ways that people commu can communicate because that's just confusing. And map out, create a flow chart. When you're having this type of communication, use email. When you're having this type of communication, pick up the phone and call. When you're having this type of communication, use you know Teams instant messaging. And being able to have that roadmap really helps streamline those channels and make sure everybody understands, okay, when I am communicating internally, this is the medium that I use so that it's most effective. Number six is own and celebrate mistakes. And this might seem like an interesting communication, like what, why, did we, why does that have to do with internal communications? But it so matters because everybody makes mistakes. We all screw up and we should. You know, we should be taking risks and trying new things and it's okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to make the same mistake over and over again, but we, at least at Stone Age, want people to feel like they can experiment, that they can try things, especially if it's in the name of being a better teammate, practicing self-leadership, and delivering on the Stone Age Assurance promise. And so we need to openly talk about those mistakes so that we can learn from them, uh, we can model them, we can fix a process, and we can celebrate them because, hey, all a mistake is is a way to not do something. And so that's great. Yay, we learned how not to do it. But if you do not have a culture where it's okay to talk about mistakes and to own mistakes, then you're going to have people try to hide them, which breaks down internal communication. So own and celebrate your mistakes, have a way to talk about them, have a way to be able to celebrate them and, uh, and show that it's okay to make a mistake because we're gonna fix it. We're gonna learn something from it. We're gonna be better because of it. And then finally, ask more questions. This is my secret weapon, my secret tip for everything. And it goes into the listen more. If you ask questions, it is amazing what you find out. And part of your internal communication training should be teaching people how to ask good questions. And I give this training at Stone Age um, every year uh, for all of our new employees and, and anybody who wants a refresher. But how do you ask good questions? How do you ask it in a way that doesn't make people feel defensive? that really um, shows that you're listening, that you care, uh, that's not in a condescending way. So ask more questions and it will be amazing how much more communication that you, you, you get from your teammates. And that should absolutely be part of your internal communication strategies, how to ask those kinds of questions. All right, so that's a lot of information. Um, I hope that helps. I'll have all of that in the show notes and on my website. So if you wanna go back, you can take a look at those seven tips, but those are easy things that you can implement today to start to improve internal communication within your team or within your company. All right, my question of the week comes from uh, a fellow YPOer. I was talking about how I hold town halls. So again, kind of an internal communication theme here. 
but I hold monthly town halls with my employees. And, uh, and so he asked, how do you do this? How do you structure your town halls so people feel safe to speak up and that they're effective? And so I have found that weekly or monthly town halls are an amazing way to connect with my employees. And it, it really, I think fits well with our, our value of practice self-leadership because people self-select in and I keep them very small. So no more than 10 people. And if you came to one before and you signed up for the next one and there's a person who hasn't been, then that person who hasn't been gets to go. Um, my assistant manages it all, but I do them really small. And I, I do that in a way that allows for connection with those employees. I do it all virtually and anything goes. Literally any employee can ask me anything. And so I always start with an icebreaker and I have a couple of questions in mind saying, hey, I've been asked this a few times. So maybe you're wondering about this too. If I was asked it before, I'm sure other people have. So I have a way to open it up. Um, if I have a group that is more introverted or quiet, I might ask somebody to start with a question uh, and have that person prepare ahead of time. Hey, I really want to make sure that, that we get this topic covered. Would you mind asking this question? So that if it, it shows that it's safe to ask. So it's okay to plant a question or two if it means that it's going to spark the, that dialogue. Um, and then the most important thing to remember is that how you show up sets the tone. So I show up with a smile. I show up um, giving gratitude and expressing thanks and recognizing the people who uh, took the time to join me for the town hall. And then I keep, even if the answers are, even if the questions are tough, I try to keep my answers um, honest, direct, but lighthearted and share the why, but do it in a really positive way so that people feel like, okay, like that was a hard conversation, but I don't need to be scared of it. Most of us don't need to be scared of things. We just tell ourselves these stories because we don't have a way to have an open dialogue with our leaders. So that's how I structure them once a month, different time zones so that my employees in different time zones have an opportunity to do it. Uh, during working hours instead of too early in the morning or too late at night. Um, I make those adjustments. I um, always start with an icebreaker and expressing gratitude for specific things that individuals have done on the team. I make sure I have a couple of questions prepared and I always answer things with uh, positivity, honesty, transparency. And if I can't answer something, I'm just honest about it. And I found that over the years that I've done these, they've just gotten better and better. They're one of my most favorite things to do. I love connecting with my small, with small groups of people on my team. And um, I just think it's a really effective way to communicate. And I'm always surprised that, um, that some people don't come to them. It's just such a great way to learn information and to connect with your peers and to also have dialogue with leadership, which is important to most people. Great question. All right. That's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this uh, Reflect Forward advice from a CEO. And I look forward to hosting you next week when I have another fantastic interview. And if you like this podcast, please write a review, rate it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend. Uh, that always helps with the algorithms. And I appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. Have a great day. See you next week.